What's going on, my friends? Appreciate you for being here today. I want to talk about the Colorado, excuse me, Colorado Trump ballot drama going on with him, them kicking him off the ballot. Welcome to today's show. We're going to take it easy. I'm going to sip on my coffee and I'm going to talk about how I feel like it's easy to spot certain parts of the political theater. So thanks for being here. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. Yeah. What's going on, Facebook? What's going on, YouTube? Hopefully, it looks pretty crisp. I got a new laptop for live streams when I'm away for stuff like this. So I wanted to just talk about what I've been seeing over the past few days because I haven't put out any live streams and videos. And when I don't do that, I have a lot of time to think about stuff and talk too much on Twitter, to be honest. But uh, you know, I wanted to talk about how I feel like it's easy to spot certain parts of political theater and when you know this sort of stuff and you're not too emotional about the characters involved or the parties, it becomes easier and easier to point this stuff out. And the more people that figure this stuff out, I feel like America will be healed because the more people that are in the know, the better thinking logically, critically, and just being honest. So I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and then I want to use an example at the beginning. I'm going to put this down because I don't want to spill it. Before I talk about the Colorado ballot drama, I said it wrong at the beginning. I want to mention a way I was able to spot theater in a sport I watch. And I hope hopefully this is like a non-controversial opinion outside of politics, outside of the emotions of Vivek or Trump or any of these people. So hopefully I could relate and then we could get to uh, this story. So I'm a big fan of the UFC. I've told you guys that a lot. And I spotted theater and drama, what I consider to be not necessarily fake, but not what they're saying it is. And I want to point it out and show you how I figured it out. See if you guys come to the same conclusion and then we can move on to politics. Okay, so I don't think the UFC is fake. I think they're really fighting each other, et cetera. Recently, they've merged, though, with the WWE and I caught them doing something very WWE. Let me explain. So there was a fight this weekend and in the crowd. Two of their fighters fought in the crowd, right? And they showed it on camera for a part. It was a Drickus Duplessis from South Africa, Sean Strickland from America. Long story short, they pointed it out and they said, oh, these two people who were fighting in January, they just beat each other up in the crowd. They looked at each other. They said something. And then the one fighter went and punched the other fighter in the face in the crowd, right? And the, and uh, Dana White said at the end, he said, you know, I didn't mean for that to happen. I sat them next to each other. That was a dumb idea. You know, this isn't good. Because here's the thing. When you fight in the crowd, there's more that goes into it than just promotion. There's liability. There's other people there. You could get sued. It could be bad for, you know, the people that are hosting the event, et cetera. Like, you can't just beat people up in, in the crowd. The same way that Jorge Masvidal, he attacked a, a fighter named Colby Covington in the back of the head outside of Miami nightclub or a Miami restaurant or something. He got sued. They went to court because if you're in a cage, it's a fight. It's a sanctioned sport. When you're outside of a cage, it's assault. It's not legal. But here's how I know that they're lying. It's because the UFC posted it to their official Instagram page, promoting it and glorifying it. If they really didn't want it to happen or it was like the Pacers when they ran out into the stands and the, you know, and they punched a bunch of fans and stuff, you know, the, the NBA is not going to post that on Twitter and on Facebook and being like, look, you know, our players are beating up fans or our players are having fights in the stands. Of course, they're not going to do that. So I just caught the UFC in a little WWE line as a fan of the, uh, of the UFC who doesn't think it's fake. I know they're lying to some extent because they posted the 
the fight in the stands on their official Instagram account. If it was truly assault, they wouldn't have done that. The message that they're sending to the fighters is they're justifying fighting. They're saying, hey, if you punch somebody in the stands, we'll promote it. It might be assault. It might be illegal. It might get us in trouble, but we're going to put it on our official Instagram page. They're sending the message to all the fighters. You know, if you don't have a lot of clout, if you're if you're not getting a lot of attention, if you fight someone in the stands, maybe we'll share it. So I still like the UFC. I'm not saying the fights in the cage are, are fake, but it's just basic pattern recognition where if it was truly an assault and it truly wasn't a, a spectacle that they really wanted to condemn, there's no way they would have promoted it on their Instagram page, but they did, their official one. That's how I know that some part of their story is lying. Either they purposely had that happen, they purposely sat at each them next to each other, or you know they don't care if players assault each other, which seems unlikely because that's a lot of liability involved. I'm starting to think that the UFC might go the WWE route because of that. I'm still a fan. I still like what's going on. Really bummed to see what happened to my boy Bryce Mitchell. That was one of the scariest knockouts I've ever seen. I don't want to talk about UFC too much. It's a political page, but that's called pattern recognition. I'm not emotional about it. I know that they're lying somewhere along the lines because they posted on their Instagram, right? That's called observing the situation and just critically thinking about it. When it comes to the Colorado situation, not saying the whole thing is necessarily theater, Obviously, what happened is Colorado Supreme Court justices tried to kick Trump off the ballot. Um, you know, I think it's going to work in his favor. I don't think they're going to get away with it. Uh, it's a bad president to set. I have President Trump's back when the other side is being unethical. All that stuff, right? I'll give that all to you. But I'm noticing certain theater around it. And I'll tell you the points just like in the UFC that just aren't adding up to me, okay? And I'm not saying it's theater, but here's what I'm observing because I'm not emotional about it. So... If you guys know who Frank Luntz is, Frank Luntz is about as matrix establishment as it gets. He's a official pollster. You know, he's not left wing. He's not right wing. So they say he's like a mainstream media pollster, normie matrix guy who's been giving interviews to Trump and Democrats for decades. Uh, but anyway, he tweeted out and he said, oh, this isn't going to work. And Trump's going to surge in the polls. He's not MAGA. He's no, you know, conservative icon or anything. He pretends to be bipartisan or whatever. But in general, it's like if, if even he's noticing that it's not going to work and surge in the polls, I consider Frank Luntz saying something like that almost the same as like, a, you know, AP or Reuters saying something like that's how Matrix that guy is to me. So it's like even he's admitting that this is not going to work and it's going to make Trump surge in the polls like almost giddily. Like, you know, that's just like a pattern recognition where I'm like, that's a little weird. And then I see on CNN, they have that lady, Caitlin Collins, right? Caitlin Collins is interviewing John Bolton. John Bolton worked for Trump for a little bit. He's worked with a lot of governments. He's known as like the father of neocons. He's got the big mustache. You know, he wants to start all the wars with Iran and stuff. He's known as like the biggest warmonger in America, but he's on CNN to defend Trump. So here's another theater, right? You have the CNN lady being the villain to conservatives. Now you have them softballing John Bolton, making John Bolton look like a hero when John Bolton kind of sucks. But maybe you like John Bolton, whatever. You know, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he's definitely a massive warmonger that most MAGA people wouldn't normally like. But because of the false paradigm of CNN versus John Bolton, now you have pro MAGA pages sharing John Bolton as if him saying something really matters. Like everyone can't just say this stuff, right? That's theater number two that I see. Then Another thing that I saw is everyone, and I'm not hating, I'm just I'm just observing. Um, everyone's praising Vivek. They're like, oh my gosh, what how ethical, how amazing is that? Wow, because Vivek stood up and he goes, you know, I'm gonna take myself off the ballot. 
Uh, if you don't let Trump on the ballot, I'm taking myself off the ballot. And people are like, why isn't everyone else doing that? Wow, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh, that's so honorable. Listen, guys, go look at the polls. Uh, Vivek's not going to win the election. Seems like a nice guy. I hope he gets a big position in the Republican Party. Just off of his rhetoric alone, I think he's blowing the competition out of the water for the most part. Uh, he can't be worse than Mitch McConnell's wife and all the other people that Trump hired. I have nothing against the guy. I hope he gets a position in the Republican Party. But you guys, I'm not saying, I don't want to be condescending, but a lot of people, uh, they don't understand how politics works. Like it's not, it's not that amazing of a thought. Like he's polling at 0%. He's doing exactly what he should do to get MAGA to like him. Like it's an easy move. You're not going to win Colorado. Vivek's not going to win probably any state. He's not even going to cross like 15% of the polls. There's no chance of him winning. He's lobbying for a position in the Republican Party and a cabinet position for Trump. So why wouldn't you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like people are just like, wow, John Bolton is so ethical now. Wow. Vivek is, it's like, it's just like hilarious to me. It reminds me of watching the UFC, Drickus Duplessis and Sean Strickland fight. Everybody acting like it just happened by mistake. And then the UFC promoting it on their official page and me not supposed to notice. Like, I just, I, I can't help the pattern recognition with all of it. Um, with that being said, it's a two-pronged effort, I think, that people, in my view, I mean, everybody could have their own opinion of how to fix these problems. Because sometimes I point certain things out and then people start feeling hopeless because they've put all their love and thoughts into the Republican Party and Turning Point USA and Trump and whatever, and, or, or Vivek even. And it's like the second you point something out, even not being hateful, just being observant, their whole life spirals because it's like they're just professional cheerleaders. What do you mean? Oh, what do I do now? And it's like, then they get so angry at you. Like it's equivalent to telling, you know, a four-year-old that, you know, maybe the tooth fairy didn't give them the money. You know, maybe it was mommy and daddy. And it's like, what, what, you know, like I would rather talk to like a five-year-old about something like in that category. than I, then I would like a 50-year-old man who likes Trump or Vivek. Cause like pointing something out to like a grown man, who's a Republican sometimes is harder than talking to a child. Like they, they can't handle the fact that politics is politics. They can't handle the fact that they're supposed to be a man and have a spine and, and think about things and, and, and stand up for themselves versus just being a cheerleader. And then they get so angry at you. It, it, it's wild. Uh, another category like that is, a uh, you know, two things. Well, there's multiple things that annoy me about Ted Cruz, but the two most obvious ones that I've been talking about for years um, is Ted Cruz after the pandemic, he put out on, uh, I think it was like a year and a half after the lockdown or over a year after the lockdown. I mean, it, the, the truth was obvious at this point. He put out on his social media page, he goes, I think it's time to give back uh, rights on an airplane and take the masks off of fully vaccinated people. And I think it was him and Marshall Blackburn and a few others. They tried to pass a resolution that said, hey, let's take the masks off of vaccinated people on airplanes. So as Democrats are doing mandates, as Democrats are segregating based on vaccination, as Democrats are trying to take your life away for not getting the, the Trump, Fauci, Biden vaccine, uh, Ted Cruz comes along and he does the same exact thing. He tries to give more rights to unvaccinated. And that's when I, as a man, I'm not being a hater, I'm just a man. I need to look Ted Cruz in the face and say, hey, sloppy, slobby Ted Cruz, you're not healthier than me because you ran and injected the Moderna synthetic mRNA into your veins or whatever you did. Like, you're not going to take away my freedom, Ted Cruz, because I didn't do it. And you're not getting special privileges because you did do it. You know, that's me being a man. I'm not being a hater. I'm a real man. I'm what all these other conservatives pretend to be. I stand up for myself. I have a spine. I have a soul. So that and then Turning Point puts him on a stage that year and makes him look like a rock star. And then recently, a week ago or two weeks ago, 
Ted Cruz voted to keep the FISA warrantless spying operation in America. So I don't want to hear him tell stupid jokes on Turning Point stage as they try to make that slob look like Brad Pitt or some sort of rock star like that, like the white Dunsell Washington or something, getting out of like a Bugatti or whatever this stupid crap they're doing. Um, you know, it's like a big TPSA. It's like a big cover up. It's like a big controlled opposition hangout cover up operation where they try to make Ted Cruz look awesome. And then they complain about, oh, the Democrats are spying on Trump. Yeah, because Lauren Boebert, Ted Cruz and others are voting to let them do it. I like Lauren Boebert. She's a lovely lady. Uh, you know, I met her. She's nice. But what's the point of even talking if your word means nothing? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why should I watch the controlled opposition clown show called Turning Point USA, where they put Ted Cruz on a stage and try to brainwash young conservative women and men into thinking that he's a rock star when he literally just voted to keep the warrantless spying program that they used against President Trump. It's the same thing as UFC saying they don't want players to fight in the stands, yet they're going to glorify two people that are fighting in the stands on their official social media, sending out the signal, if you also do this to the other fighters, if you assault somebody in public and do something illegal, um, we're going to promote you. We're going to reward you for it. It's actually a good thing for promotion to assault somebody off out of the octagon. It's the same message that Turning Point sending to Ted Cruz and Trump and all these people. Socialism sucks, except for when you do it. You know, warrantless spying is bad when Democrats do it to Trump, but we're going to promote the people voting for it. Vaccination segregation is insane and socialist, but when Ted Cruz does it, we're going to cover it up. It, it's all fake. You know, people get so mad. They're like, you know, I say this stuff and they're like, well, what do I do now? I don't know. Tell the men that are at Turning Point to be real men. Like any man that walks past Ted Cruz and doesn't check him, man check him and say, yo, buddy, I just want to let you know that you should never as a man think that you deserve more freedom than me because you injected yourself with synthetic mRNA. Like Ted Cruz needs to feel like a little boy with real men in the room and say, listen, buddy, you've done some good work. We appreciate some of the things you've done, but you need to know that it's never okay for you to try to give yourself more freedom on an airplane than me because your sloppy, slobby body injected synthetic mRNA and my, you know, manly athletic body that Ted Cruz probably never had in his life I get less freedom. And the only reason I'm making fun of him is because what's more mean? Me making fun of a politician who sold us out or a politician who sold us out and is literally trying to turn me into like a slave class where I have less freedom than he has because I won't get the synthetic mRNA. And you think that these people care about mandates? They don't give a crap. Turning points like a big grifting. It's like a griftathon, late stage MAGAism, you know, controlled opposition hangout. It's a joke. And it's the same thing. I, I brought up this point too many times, but it's in, in conversation. It's like giving $18 billion to the pharmaceutical industry, buying hundreds of millions of their doses. Moderna has a joint patent with the government. It's government owned. They're suing Pfizer for, for stuff. The government's suing Moderna. It's a total shit show. It's a total socialist, fake capitalist, you know, money grab. And after the Republicans give big pharma all the money and buy all the doses and you know hire pharmaceutical lobbyists to run the government to declare emergencies so, so they have no liability for side effects injuries or deaths then the republicans throw up their hands after you know turning point puts ted cruz on the stage and says oh look how great he is even though he was in on it and same with trump and then they say oh we didn't want that to happen we didn't want that to happen look at everything the republican party does and you can see the whole thing is is a clown show they complain about the LGBTQ plus, 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 XYZ in America. 
and say, oh, the slippery slope has gone too far. Oh, Austin, Texas is too gay. I'm Ted Cruz. Herder, 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 herder. You know, they say all that stupid crap. And then Ted Cruz cries about Uganda when they criminalize certain parts of homosexuality and misrepresents what they're doing the same way liberals misrepresent Florida when he passes a don't say gay bill. So it's like, what is the function of the Republican Party? Ted Cruz wants to vaccinate, segregate on a plane. Ted Cruz wants to make Africa gayer. Trump bragged about decriminalizing homosexuality all over the world. Charlie Kirk says that Palestine should be as gay as Israel. It's like the liberal gay world order. The Republican Party just runs around the world making every country gay. It's like, oh, China's making men strong. They need to be gayer. You know, Russia's making men strong. They need to be gayer. Ukraine is like 80 times as liberal as they were three years ago because of Zelensky in America. I'm not being mean. And some people say, oh, what are you, anti this or I'm just pointing it out. It's the liberal gay world order. If you if you like that, then you should be happy about it. I'm just like wondering why they complain about it in America when they do the same thing. It's like Dylan Mulvaney's on a bud can. Okay, well, Caitlyn Jenner's at your donor meeting or whatever. It's like, well, that's different. How's it different? Because she votes for your party. It's she's like the original, you know, normalizing it. Trump also uh, was even before Caitlyn Jenner and allowed transgender men to women to compete in his Miss Universe. He made the call. He's like the godfather of, of this stuff in America, but it doesn't matter, right? It's all fake. I'm not even I'm not even mad about it. Do I seem like it's just fake. It, it literally is fake. And the more you play along, the more it just keeps happening. Um, it's never going to stop until people figure it out. Uh, you know, it, like that's the that's just the truth of it. Um, I'm going to just take a sip real quick because I like my. Uh, my coffee. And with the uh, with Vivek, you know. His rhetoric is amazing, you know, his rhetoric is perfect. But that's all it takes to trick conservatives. It's like, you know, I do a journalistic interview with the guy, not trying to be mean. I only had 20 minutes to do an hour interview and I was cut short and he talked for 10 minutes. So I wanted to get some questions in for the people. At least you could hear his answer, even if you disagree with me. And people act like I'm doing some grave disservice. Like, how dare you bring up that thing like Chris Christie, bro? I'm not copying Chris Christie. Chris Christie's copying me. Are you watching this, Chris Christie? You're welcome. You know, I don't want to get paid by you or anything, but... If you're going to copy my speeches and stuff, at least credit me. You know, someone said the other day, they're like, oh, when you said conservative chat GPT, you're copying Chris Christie. No, I cop. Uh, he copied me. I said that weeks before Chris Christie said it. I, it's not my fault that they're all stealing my material. You could watch that debate stage and see multiple people saying, and I'm not acting like I make up everything. Some things are just common sense, but conservative chat GPT, I said that three weeks before Chris Christie says it. It's not my fault he copied my, my jokes. Probably like Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz went on stage at Turning Point. I watched the thing and he goes, he claimed that Roseanne Barr was copying him. Like he's such an idiot. It's like Roseanne Barr is probably one of the funniest women in modern American history. One of the funniest comedians. I hung out with Roseanne. She makes me laugh every two seconds. She, like Ted Cruz thinks that Roseanne's copying him because she said my pronouns are kiss my ass. And he said my pronouns are kiss my ass. Like Ted Cruz thinks he invented that joke, bro. It's been on t-shirts for five years. They've been selling it online. Like you, that's like a basic joke that ever it's, it would be like saying like, you know, Ron DeSantis wears boots with lifts in it, like five months after everyone else said it. And then acting like you invented it. It's so stupid. Someone said anomaly made me notice the cracks in conservative influencers arguments. And there's a lot of them because, and I'm, and I'm explaining why this is all happening too. I'm not trying to do it to like be mean. I just want people to spot and recognize patterns, get debating skills. And then you can see the cracks. Exactly. 
Um, everybody was figuring stuff out from 2016 to 2018 to 2019 and 2020. After 2020, people conflated critical thinking with Trump worship. And it's okay to like Trump. It's okay to vote for Trump. It's okay to think that Trump's better than Biden. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you are a moral person just because you coattail ride Trump, you're going to get dumber. And that's what the conservative movement has gotten, even with Trump versus DeSantis. Like, you know, Matt Gates tweeted out, he said, you know, I'm, I'm excited for us all to come back together again after the, you know, after the primary. And I'm like, bro, this party's fractured. I mean, I hope that Trump beats Biden, but at the same time, like we're not coming back together because you didn't run a principled, and, and it's not Matt Gates's fault, but he's just like, you know, Mr. Trump suck up. He didn't run a very ethical campaign based in truth. If Trump would have out-truthed DeSantis and just crushed him with like raw facts, I would have been like, yeah, DeSantis is a loser. You know, get on the Trump train and get off the DeSantis train. But Trump didn't do that. He's just like running around conservative media saying his vaccine saved 100 million lives, just trying to be petty at all costs, saying that like DeSantis, it doesn't matter what DeSantis did in Florida because, you know, a Democrat could have done just as good of a job because the weather's warm. And then we're all sitting in California, like the weather's warm here too, and the government's terrible. So the Florida government isn't good because of the weather's warm. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But that's the type of stuff Trump was saying to get at, at, at DeSantis. So it's like you pissed off millions of people. I know Trump still has more followers, but you know these DeSantis supporters hate you guys. And I'm not saying it's rightfully so because some of them are super annoying and some of them are super fake. And when it comes to Israel-Palestine, they all lose their minds and sound like Nikki Haley. But in general, it's like if you run a campaign where you're like, listen, I'm way better at this, this, and this than DeSantis, but he did a good job on this, you know, it, to me then you could get those people. But if you literally just lie, pathologically lie at all costs and then Matt Gates is like just acting like it's not happening and every conservative influencer is acting like it's not happening, you're going to fracture the party. Like it's just, you know, it's not going to work long term, but I hope that people could pull off the election. But anyway, it's like the reason there's so many cracks in conservative influencer arguments is because from 2020 to 2023, all the money is just in being a suck up. It's in falling in line, just saying the same five phrases on loop. You know, Carrie Lake is like probably one of the biggest stars in the Republican Party. Like she just has to run around screaming the election was stolen and people just throw money at her. So it's like she hasn't really had to critically think about a lot of stuff over the past couple of years. I mean, she's great when she fights CNN. John Bolton's great when he fights CNN. Like literally John Bolton is probably one of the biggest warmongers in modern American history. And he looks like a rock star when he's on CNN. So it's not really that hard if you have half a brain cell to, to you know, beat a liberal in a uh, intellectual discussion. So it's just it's just like that's the new party. It's like Mike Lindell, Carrie Lake, Ted Cruz, just like blabbing about the left. And then everyone falls into this false paradigm where it's like, oh, Ted Cruz, just like he just owned the left. It's like he literally just voted to 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 legal keep legal a domestic warrantless spying program that they used on president trump like that literally just happened so he doesn't care but he's good at telling jokes i guess so you know so many people uh that's like all they need it's like this weird spot that people are stuck in but i wanted to make this live stream just to point out certain stuff that i've been seeing because once you take your emotions out of it um it's easy to see. It's it's like so painfully obvious, but people are so emotional about DeSantis, about Trump. It's like 
that whole dynamic, I haven't talked about it in a while. Um, it really showed me why America's falling. And I still think this is a great country. I'm going to bring up some other good things at the end. But in general, it's like, there's a lot of really weird stuff going on in this country. They're covering like a bunch of illegal immigrants are being like flown all over the place at like all these airports. I've seen it. I landed in an airport like a week ago and it was, it looked insane. And I'm not just saying because people were like immigrants. I'm just saying like it, something was off. I, I've been to airports for like something weird's going on in this country. But in, ge in general, it's like you give people a primary, right? I don't care who you like, Vivek, Trump, DeSantis, right? Three good options, in my opinion, for different reasons. Can you act like an adult? Can you like Trump and then like, you know, lead with reason? I don't see it. I saw the DeSantis camp and the Trump camp spiral into like fourth grade girls. And it's like, you guys act like fourth grade girls and you think you're going to get a good party or a good country. I don't even blame Trump. I don't even blame the GOP. All of this works because the people under it allow it and, and complain, but they don't become the change they want to see in the world. Like I thought this was my interpretation. Others can think differently. When DeSantis decided to run against Trump, I thought to myself, and, and I realized that this is not popular in MAGA world. And I'll say what most people think there. Um, I was like, oh, good. You know, I don't care necessarily if he wins or loses, but at least DeSantis can challenge Trump on all the stuff he messed up. Because if you really look at Trump's administration, he did a lot of good stuff, but he did a lot of really weird stuff. Let me give you one example real quick. He ran on the premise of Julian Assange and WikiLeaks and WikiLeaks is so good because they exposed Hillary Clinton. And after he got in office and used WikiLeaks like 15 times in order to get elected, everybody knows that that helped him get elected. Once that happened, he pretended like he didn't know what WikiLeaks is. Julian Assange got sent to a prison. Trump gave Hillary Clinton a standing ovation. Trump hired somebody that literally, apparently, according to Tucker Carlson, tried to kill Julian Assange. That's who Trump hired for uh, foreign relationships, the secretary of state, somebody that wanted Julian Assange dead. And then Trump pardoned a bunch of like idiots. I mean, some of them were cool, but most of them were complete like weirdos in politics. And I mean, just look at his pardon list and go down it. A lot of them, I think multiple ones have already gotten charged again. But in general, one of them was like on some scheme, uh, Weinstein or something. And then Kodak Black just got charged. But I'm not, I'm just saying in general, it's like he didn't pardon Julian Assange or Edward Snowden or any of these people. And then he somehow convinced Republicans that he's this massive victim with no accountability or blame for his administration. It's absolutely stunning to watch. Uh, but in general, it's like, oh, at least DeSantis or somebody is going to challenge Trump, like challenge him on Operation Warp Speed, challenge him on the lockdown, the money printing, a lot of his failures, the fact that, you know, he hired terribly, his entire uh, cabinet was the swamp. I was like, I don't care if DeSantis wins or loses, but I'm glad he's getting in the race to challenge Trump. A lot of people did not see it that way. They saw it as like, oh, DeSantis is being unloyal. How dare him challenge Trump? And then Trump just spiraled and was like making up whatever he could make up about DeSantis. He's just like, you know, and here's the thing about the ballot. It's crazy that Colorado is trying to kick Trump off the ballot. But Trump and his people tried to kick DeSantis off the ballot. They tried to say that he did something illegal in Florida, and they already tried to kick him off the ballot. So they're total hypocrites with that. And all the, all the Trump people were happy about it. And a lot of the DeSantis people are happy about what's happening to Trump. Some aren't, but some are. It's like both sides act like three-year-old principalist girls. It's pathetic. And, you, and then you blame Ronna Romney McDaniel and all these people. Like, you are those people. That's why you get those people at the time. You are that. 
90% of the Republican men act like five-year-old girls when it comes to politics. They're like, oh, he needs to be loyal. And then like Trump, I mean, DeSantis points out certain stuff about like lockdowns and vaccines. And, and then Trump's like, oh, Florida would have been better under a Democrat. It's fine under a Democrat. It's just the sunny weather. that Like that's r- ridiculous. But in the Republican Party, it's not about the truth or objectivity or policy anymore. It's about how loyal are you to Donald Trump? So I thought of it as I don't care if DeSantis loses by 10 points, but if he could push Trump on certain topics, that's a win because we need competition. Because in my view, Trump's four years was not like, oh, that was so awesome. That ended so great. He deserves another term. It ended in a lockdown vaccine sales and Trump has been a shell of himself. He sells the vaccine harder than Bill Gates and has no regrets about that stuff. Like he's a communist socialist, in my opinion, like I would say policy wise, he can't even admit that any of the stuff he did was wrong when he bordered on the lines of socialism and communism. And uh, some people still think Operation Warp Speed was capitalist. There's nothing capitalist about it. It was $18 billion funded to Big Pharma. One of the vaccines was part owned by uh, Big Pharma. I'm sorry, one of the vaccines was part owned by the government and the government and the Moderna sued, the government sued Moderna to get more of that money. And then Moderna, which is government owned, sued Pfizer because they said they had the patent since 2013 or something. So it's like, The whole thing was socialist, government owned, government funded, government purchased, and then they tell you it's free. And Trump's proud of that. So I don't even consider him a capitalist or a a conservative. He's like a liberal socialist cult leader, you know, who's brainwashed a bunch of middle America people into thinking he's like the Jesus of Christians, Uh, even though, never mind. But anyway, um, so I'm like, oh, this is good. He's going to get challenged because I don't see his first four years as this like you know, oh, don't even go near it. It's like, no, let's ask him the tough questions now in the primary. And hopefully, you know, he gets pushed in the right direction. But that's not how Trump people saw it. And they're just like, screw him, screw his wife, screw his boots, blah, blah, blah. And like, now it's like, ah, oh, let's unite. Over what? Over Charlie Kirk glorifying Ted Cruz, who just voted for the spying program that you cried about for four years over an organization that says socialism sucks but they literally just hire a bunch of grifters to tell speeches about how great Trump is when he did more socialism than Obama when it comes to Fed money printing. Like, TPSA is fake to me now. They're embarrassing. It's like socialism sucks is their tag phrase, but they don't even care about it. It's like Trump, 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 money, 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 donor money, donor money, donor money, you know, sell out. Oh, yeah, these are our, no, it's change your, like, just be honest, change your slogan. Socialism doesn't suck to you. Socialism sucks if you can point out the Democrats doing it, but socialism's totally fine if your guys do it. So just change the tagline to Trump's awesome. That's what we love. That's fine. You know, a lot of people would be fine. Just be just be honest about it. Like there's nothing about Turning Point USA that cares about socialism. Only when the other side does it. So that's not a principle. It's like it would be like saying and I had this debate with some satanic guy, but um in general, it's like, you know, printing trillions of dollars leads to inflation and debt. It's like, yes, obviously. But when Trump does it, it's different. Not really. No, it's not. I mean, not really. No, it, that's not how economics works. It's not like economics and mathematics and science is like, oh, well, when a Republican does it for a virus that mysteriously, you know, sucked up all the flu or you know, whatever. It's like the, uh, the New York Times wrote articles about how like, it's going to be a twindemic with the flu, like whatever. I don't even want to talk about it, but because you're not allowed to on these comedy platforms. But in general, it's like 
You think economics cares why someone printed the money? Oh, they printed it for green energy. Dude, economics doesn't work that way. You know, it would be like a stock crashing and it's like, well, it crashed with ethical intention. It doesn't matter. Like it's it's a mathematic equation. It's it's based on a lot of different numbers. That's how they, like it doesn't, that's, you know, that's called principle. That's like the truth. It's like if, if I'm just using this as an example, if Democrats suspended the Second Amendment completely and then Republicans suspended the Second Amendment completely, it doesn't matter who did it. It, it happened like that's that's called reality. Like Republicans, just like Democrats, they don't live in reality anymore. It's a whole griftathon because they're getting millions of dollars to just pathologically lie to you guys. That's what's happening. It's unreal. Um Someone said, what's the problem? Write in Trump. You write in who you want. It's, it's not even going to stand, uh, in my opinion. But um, how many of you nucky heads are buying anomalizes BS? Say what you want, bro. Um, I'm going to read a few comments because I forgot where I was. Hopefully I can remember, but I had I had some more. Someone said, it's all political theater, said Chris. It's not it's not a black pill, though. And, and I'm going to I'm going to say this part because it's important. You're not optimistic if you're a grown man who who literally lies to yourself in order to make yourself feel better about what's happening. Like that doesn't make you a man. It doesn't make you white pilled. It doesn't make you optimistic. It makes you a loser. I'm just being honest. Like if your house is on fire and you say, oh, well, you know, Charlie Kirk's going to put it out, but he's really throwing oil on it. I'm not saying Charlie's that bad. I'm just saying, I'm just giving like an example. Charlie's fine. Um, it doesn't make you optimistic. Like everybody associates living vicariously like a beta male through a politician that doesn't care about you as like hero. hero. It, it means you have no character. It means you have no courage. It means you have no spine. It means you have no discernment. It means you have no honor. That doesn't make like being a cheerleader as a grown man doesn't make you like a great person. You know, like cheer, I don't I don't know who told everybody that. That's why, in my view, America is going down the tubes is because Democrats are nuts, but Republicans are attached at the nuts to politicians that don't give two craps about them that are literally doing all the stuff that they claim that you hate. And you don't even have the soul or the spirit or the cojones to say it. So they just keep doing it to you because nobody in this party is man enough to say this stuff. So it's it's not their fault. I'm not blaming Trump. I'm not even blaming the GOP. It's it's the basis fault because people like that stuff. It's incentivized. Ted Cruz was pro-vaccination segregation and he gets put on a turning point stage every year and then he gets celebrated in the crowd. You could blame Ted Cruz. You could blame Charlie Kirk for putting him on the stage. Or you could blame the people in the crowd who cheer for this guy. The second everybody stops cheering and you let Charlie Kirk and Ted Cruz know that you know that they scam them, that's when the scams stop. But everyone keeps buying it. So I don't even blame necessarily the organizations and the politicians. I don't understand why people keep buying it. Maybe the Republican Party's too weak. Maybe it's too fake. Maybe there's too much Marvel programming and sports team programming where people just can't snap out of the false paradigm, in which case it's our fault. You know, it's not their fault. It's not. I don't I don't consider myself a victim. And the reason this isn't resonating with certain people is because the Republican Party has been brainwashed with victim mentality. I want to give you a good example. Uh, Jesse Kelly tweeted something. I agree with what he said. He said the reason that 
Democrats won the John Fetterman race is because they did a complex ballot harvesting operation, which is, I believe, legal in Pennsylvania. You can harvest ballots before, I think, I don't know if it's a week or two weeks before, whatever, and bring the votes in. So he's like, they ran a professional ballot harvesting operation while Republicans pick somebody from New Jersey, Dr. Oz, who nobody really liked that much. And, and I, I like Dr. Oz. He seems like a nice guy, but like he had no political conviction. He didn't sell me on any of his ideas. It didn't sound like he even wanted to be there. It sounded like someone made him be there. But in general, it's like you ran a bad candidate. You ignore how the Democrats take the election and then you let it happen. And then everybody just cries the victim about it. And this is like the Trump 2020 brainwashing. And I'm not saying there was no funny business, but Trump is brainwashing people into being victims. It's like, I used Julian Assange to get elected and then I hired somebody that wanted to kill him, but I'm a victim. You know, I said I was going to lock Hillary Clinton up. Then I gave her a standing ovation, but I'm a victim. I printed $6 trillion and gave money to Gavin Newsom and, and Phil Murphy, but I'm a victim. I did socialism for the vaccine industry and then they scammed you, but I'm the victim. You know, uh, we don't do ballot harvesting in a lot of states because we're not smart enough to figure out that it's legal and it's a smarter way to do an election because you can get the votes before the day of and make sure you at least have a baseline like the Democrats do. But we're going to run crappy candidates. And then with the new Trump mentality, there's no accountability. Like you don't have to run a better campaign. You don't have to spend more money. You don't have to convince people. You don't have to make better content. You just have to play the victim. Every election you don't win from now on out, there's no other possibility. It's not like Democrats are outworking you on the ground level and you ran a crappy candidate that nobody cared about. And in California, people actually flipped elections. Republicans won more seats the last time than they ever did because they realized in Republica, I'm not even, I don't even like the Republican GOP, but they realized that ballot harvesting's legal. Uh, the Democrats are doing it. If you don't do it, you're going to lose. It's like, it's not fair, but I'm, it's just like, if you make a sale, do you want to wait till the last second to make a sale? No, the more sales you make the first two weeks, like the more you have, once you make the sale, it's in, you get what I'm saying? It's like the sales there. So you don't have to get it on the last day. It's like Democrats are collecting votes for three weeks, ballot harvesting. So then day up, they already have a baseline that's way higher than the Republicans. And you're, you could still win elections, but you're, you're hoping that people show up to the polls. It's the same as a sale. You'd rather have 20 million sales before the last day than like a million sales thinking 50 million are going to come in because it's not necessarily how it's going to go. And there could be problems with the machines like they're mysteriously are in Arizona and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's just like the whole party's just straight victim mentality. So they don't think about any of these things. It's like play the victim, worship Trump, play the victim, worship Trump, worship Trump, play the victim. Say like people are getting dumber and dumber and dumber. If you know. I talked about this on my Twitter, but if you read Booker T. Washington from 1800s, 1900s, probably 1800s, and then you think about the average person nowadays, even the smart people, it's like Booker T. Washington was smarter and wiser than most people. And he was black at a time that there was apparently so much oppression and so much drive, yet he outthought 99.9999% of people today. So did we really get smarter? I think we got dumber. And I, I would say Democrats from 2010 to now got like eight times dumber. I don't know. Pick a number. Four times, two times. Like Democrats now are not smarter than they were in 2010. And in my view, MAGA is dumber now than they were in 2018. Like the average thought process in this party now is stupider. I mean, there's a lot of people waking up. There's a lot of people rejecting it. And the interesting part is, too, if you listen to a lot of Republican media, 
they'll pretend like what I'm saying is so unpopular and so outrageous. But if you go to the comment sections on Instagram, you'll see that most people actually are starting to agree with me. It's like, if you go to Trump's comment section when he does something dumb, 90% of people there are like, dude, that's stupid. I like you and DeSantis, whatever. Like people don't like, if you go to RFK, if you go to his Instagram, go look at his last 10 posts. He's getting destroyed for his Israel stance. I'm just saying, it's like, they'll tell you in the media, just like left-wing media, they have to control the narrative. It's the same with like Republican New Age Trump media. They try to control the narrative too and act like, oh, these ideas are so unpopular, but they're not. Go to the comment section and they're dominating. So it's like, you know, I feel like they're just trying to build this culture of like controlled op where it's like, you're only allowed to do this, but not this. And it's like the second that you actually do something that will figure out the problem or at least point it out, they freak out at you and descend on you like vultures. So it's like, what's their purpose? It's to like gatekeep that area and make sure your ideals don't get in it so they can keep running around the world, spreading all the stuff that they claim to hate in America. Um, read a few more real quick. Uh, someone said, never heard of an actual Christian politician. Yeah, I mean, they exist, but I, I think in order to be like a Christian in the Republican Party, you have to worship a foreign country, give foreign aid, take the money and, you know, not question certain narratives. Um, so Trump is part of the Uniparty, someone said. I mean, if you look at his actions, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just going to run by a few things. And, you know, he ran on the premise of locking Hillary Clinton up. And then he gave her a, a standing ovation as soon as he won uh, and told people to chill out. He, he ran on the premise of WikiLeaks exposing Hillary and then gave her a standing ovation and then hired Mike Pompeo, who wanted Julian Assange dead. I mean, it's not what I expected when I thought he won or when he won. Uh, he ran on the premise of social America will never be a socialist nation. And then he printed more money than Barack Obama because of COVID and gave $18 billion to the pharmaceutical industry and then ran around the country selling the vaccine more aggressively than Bill Gates with stats that nobody believes, like 100 million lives. Like he just makes stuff up like Dr. Evil. Billions, trillions, bazillions. Sure, buddy. Um, I like, And here's the issue. Nobody calls it out. Nobody, like it's not even Trump's fault. Why, like, why does no one notice this stuff? Why does nobody say this stuff? It's, it's like a kid... It's like a kid scribbling on the walls and doing terrible. And then you you tell him good job. And then he grows up and starts scribbling on the walls. And you're like, why, why is he still scribbling on the walls? He's 40 years old. Because you never said no. You know, I'm not asking you to hate these people. No one ever says no. It's yes, man, yes, man, yes, man, yes, man. It's crazy. And I want to tell you two things right now that you'll never hear in Republican media that I, I mean, I've one of them I've known because I checked this stuff. The other one... I just found out yesterday, and I'm not saying that this administration is doing a good job because I don't think they are. What they're doing at the border alone is, is psychotic. But in general, one, when you watch certain Republican pages, they'll tell you that the U.S. currency is doing so bad. And I'm not saying that we're, we are printing too much money. Inflation's real. Our, our, our dollar's devaluing for us. But I'm not high, by the way, guys. I took a shower, and I think I got water in my eyes. But I'm not. I, I literally just drank coffee today. I'm not on drugs or high. But in general... No substances. In general, um, if you look at our currency against China, our currency against Russia, our currency against Japan, our currency against India, our currency against almost everybody, 
America's dominating the currency battle. Like they're like, oh, China's going to maybe, I mean, maybe BRICS will work eventually. But right now, America is crushing. Go look it up yourself. U.S. dollar versus virtually any currency. Like all of our adversaries or even a lot of our allies, we're doing better than. Not saying inflation is not real. It is. But the U.S. dollar is strong. But telling people it's strong doesn't sell a bunch of survival kits. I'm not saying it's going to stay. I'm not saying it's forever. But someone's doing something right on the currency end because we're crushing it. Um, and as much as everybody says they want that to collapse, I mean, it would be nice if we all had Bitcoins or whatever. You're poor if that collapses. Like, you know, you have to work eight times as hard. And like now you can go to another country and your currency is like gold. If the U.S. dollar collapses, you're poor. You know what I'm saying? You're a third world country even more than it's already semi-turning into because of all the crime. It is what it is. I'm just reporting it. Um, another thing that I just found out recently, I'm going to I'm gonna read in the comments, like, at what level do you think Biden right now, and I'll, and I'll get into the reasons why I think this is, but at what level do you think that Biden is producing oil right now? Do you think it's like at a medium, an all-time low, like America's producing less oil than it's ever produced? We're producing more oil than we've ever produced or, or somewhere along the lines. Like, I'm just going to read the comments. Where do you guys think the Biden administration in America is right now? Do you think it's at an all-time high, an all-time low, or, or, sometime, or somewhere in the middle? I'm going to drink my coffee and just read a few before I say. Although people, someone said low, someone said more but not to the usa less than ever oil production someone said more let me see uh low let me see a few more and then i'm gonna tell you middle higher for sure low low because of rising costs okay i mean it's a little mixed but most people said low right now america is apparently i did not know this it's hard to believe but america is producing more oil now than they've ever produced ever. And America's producing right now more oil than any country has ever produced in human history. It sounds crazy. In my opinion, why? I could give one reason. I think Biden probably wants to win the election, the same reason he drained the reserves, which is crazy. But um, And like people said, they're giving it to other countries. Um, I think he wants to win the election. So maybe he's doing that to seem like he's always done it or whatever. I don't know. Or maybe everything's just a lie. Maybe it's all theater. Go look it up. Google. America is producing more oil now than any country in human history per day. It's not been happening all year, I don't think, but the last week or the last couple of weeks. Um, they probably want to keep gas prices down for the election. I don't even think they're doing it for the right reasons because they clearly hate us. And I'm not co-siding. I would never vote for Biden. I'm just saying you would never hear that listening to Republican media. You would never know that. You know, it, like, and this is what it makes me think. It makes me think that the president doesn't even really do anything, Trump or Biden. Like, yeah, they've set some rules. I hope Republicans close the damn border. Like that alone is probably going to make me vote Republican because I don't think they're going to do a great job, but they, they might at least try. Like I'll vote Republican even for Trump at this point, even though he's annoying. Um, most likely. I, I can't see anything else happening. But it's like, it's all it's all a lie. Like Democrats tell their I mean, they do do weird green energy stuff where they try to like push that for the future. But I think they're starting to figure out that it's not sustainable. Like 
even to make electric, how do you make electric? Where does electricity come from? You got to power a lot of times with coal and oil or gas. You know, it like it doesn't just power itself. It's not like, oh, it's not solar energy. And in general, it's like even with solar energy, like how do you build the stuff that that does the solar energy? How like there is there no other energy involved? Um, in general, it's like the deep state probably keeps the currency high, whether Trump or Biden's there. The deep state probably drills for oil, whether Trump or Biden's there. I mean, there's different things that they could commission at certain times. But in general, like neither party does what they say they're going to do. Like Biden's people, the people that vote for Biden want him to stop drilling for oil, but he's drilling for more oil than Trump. Trump's people want him to deport more people than Obama, but he deported less people than Obama. Trump's people want him to print less money than Obama and be more of a capitalist. And Trump printed more money than Obama. You get what I'm like? It's like, it's all a joke. It's like one big joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I never would have, I thought we were at all time lows. I thought we were pumping less gas than we were ever pumping before. In fact, that was one of the reasons I wanted to vote for Trump. Like, I don't think Trump actually does that much, but the tangible reasons I would vote for Trump is the Republican Party hires better Supreme Court judges, in my perspective, or in anybody's perspective that has a brain. Uh, you know, the Republican Party is doing a better job with prosecution in the cities. The Republican Party uh, will close the border, which is like a straight up invasion. There's like millions of people coming across. It's insane. Like people aren't even going to realize, but one day they're going to wake up and this country is screwed if it's not already screwed. Like it's crazy. I went into an airport recently and... It's not, and for the people that are, oh, it's just because of race. Guys, I've lived in a city for seven years. It has nothing to do with ethnicity or the color of people's skins. It looks insane. Like something weird is going on in this country. Like it doesn't look like normal people just, like it looks nuts. And I thought this before the whole story came out. Someone said, it's super cool when you wake up on fire, just start regulating, the, drop the mic, then go play some hoop. Thanks, bro, Alf. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you, brother. Um, but in general, it's like, Republicans hire better Supreme Court judges to me. They hire better federal judges to me. Republicans will attempt to close the border. And maybe, I, I hope, you know, I, I think they'll try. And Trump claims that he has a deportation thing. But maybe, I, like, I don't know how easy it is, but I don't even know if I believe him. But he'll, he has to try more than Biden, you would think, right? Like, how, how could he not? That's like one of his main premises. So it's like, that's why I'm voting. And one of the other reasons was I was like, oh, Trump's going to be more you know, he's going to get away from the green energy. And by the way, guys, I'm pro green energy when it's really green. But if you have to like, you know, kill a bunch of people and dig cobalt mines and destroy the earth and use a bunch of coal and oil to make it, it's not green. Like green energy is not even really green. Some of it is and, and some of it needs to be innovated, but uh, a lot of it's fake. So it's like, it, it's like a fake control scheme where it's like, oh, we're, we're going to shut down a nuclear plant and do, it's like, why? Because the, because the propaganda, like, uh, what was it called? The propaganda nuclear energy, like Netflix special or whatever that thing was. Uh, what's the one called in Russia again? You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, because you saw that and got scared. Now you're going to shut down a nuclear power plant. It's a joke. So that was one of the reasons I was voting for Trump too. I'm still going to probably vote for him even though he sucks and he's a liar. But, uh, you know, it's like, I, didn't, I had no idea Biden was producing more oil now. And it's probably not for the right reasons, or he's not really even doing anything. You know, there's some, there's somebody above these people making all the decisions. And sometimes they make them in our favor. A lot of times they don't, you know, uh, it is what it is. But someone said they're going to make Epstein's clients names, the mainstream news, Trump is screwed either way. 
170. Who are I bet you they're gonna name the janitors Trump and RFK or something. You know, it's it's gonna be like the janitors, the cleaners, the people that like, you know, scrubbed his Epstein's toilets, uh, you know, the people like the construction workers who built his house. <laughs> and then it's like it's just gonna be a bunch of people that have nothing to do with like the sex trafficking, and then they're gonna be like, and Trump and RFK. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just like uh, I, I just don't think they're going to do anything, but maybe they will. They're, they're like, this guy cleaned the toilet. He's like, oh, come on, man. Like, he's like, I just, I just contract work. What are you talking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You did it. Man, I just, I just built the house. What are you talking about, fool? I just, you know, I got contract. I, you know, I went right back to California after, dude. I just got paid, you know, 20 grand to build that weird temple there. Like, I, I didn't do it. And they're like, it was him. He was an associate. Oh, my gosh. Um. Someone said, I work in an oil field. Industry was at an all-time low with Trump. Way better now in Obama years. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, I don't know. Is that true? I'm not going to say unless I know it. But uh, it is just weird that like Trump deports less people than Obama and then Biden drills for more oil. Like it's 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 weird, but it's not weird. And I'm not co-signing uh, the Democratic Party. They're literally insane. But um. You know, it's actually like a peaceful feeling when you realize how fake politics is, because then you don't have to get like angry all the time. Like, did I log into Twitter yesterday and they're like, dude, John Bolton's really sticking it to the left. Or they're like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, oh, my gosh, like Dan Bongino's really mad today. Charlie Kirk's really mad at the Colorado. Oh, oh, Vivek is taking himself off the ballot. Oh my gosh, what an ethical guy. Guys, he has no chance anyway. He's just performing theater that you guys think is so eth- like it's a, you think if he was polling at 80%, he'd pull himself off all the bouts. It's a virtue signal because it doesn't matter anyway, because that's what's gonna benefit him the most. Like not doing that wouldn't benefit him. Doing that benefits him. He's smart. Vivek is like genius level smart. You know, that's why I reported when I when I asked him the questions about his one company, I think it was Axovant. It was the it was the uh, largest IPO uh, debut in modern history, in biotech history. I think it got up to like near $200 and then the stock crashed to under a dollar. And then people say, oh, that's not illegal. I'm not saying it's illegal. I'm not saying Vivek is a criminal or anything. He's a nice guy, but is it ethical? I could pump high fructose corn syrup into all the food in America and convince every major company that it's good for people and kill a million people. It's illegal, but it doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't mean you're fit to run the opposition party of the Democrat. Like, you get what I'm saying? It, it's it's like a joke. And then uh, I, I saw him tweet. He brought up a, a Nikki Haley tweet about her, like, praising Bubba Wallace in 2020. And he's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, Vivek, you wrote a book last year calling Trump a sore loser, comparing him to Stacey Abrams. I don't like Nikki Haley, but if you're going to dunk on her for a bad opinion in 2020, you had a bad opinion in 2022. You know, you wrote it a year ago and you're telling me you didn't think about the election until you went on campaign trail. Why are you on a Republican campaign trail if you never thought about the 2020 election? How did you not know that until a Republican told he's chat GPT? He's a genius. It's like input all the Republican stuff, output what people want to hear. I created that name, not not Chris Christie. Chris Christie stole it from me or one of his advisors watched my show and took it. I made that name. DC Drano copied me and Chris Christie probably copied DC Drano who copied me. That's fine. I'm just saying I, I made that nickname. Uh, in general, 
that's it's a great nickname. It's not mean. It's not. It, that's what ChatGPT does. It takes all the information. It, it's AI. I'm sure Vivek is a genius. He's probably using some sort of AI. Why wouldn't he? It's like you know they all are. Um, and if they're smart, as far as like some part of their campaigns using AI, even if it's just the captions. But in general, it's like ChatGPT inputs all the information and then puts out whatever you ask. You know what I'm saying? That's Vivek. It's like. Yeah, I mean, I might have been a pharmaceutical CEO that, you know, ran a IPO $200 and sold every, sold everybody on this idea that it was going to be this successful, amazing drug, and then it crashed. So that just proves that I'm an amazing salesman. Do you know how good at selling you have to be? Uh, if, if you were able to have the largest IPO debut in, in biotech history that went from like record highs to literally like under a dollar, you have to be like a genius level salesman. Because you're selling people on an idea. He went on shows I watched talking about how great it was going to be. And it wasn't great. He's like a genius level salesman. It doesn't make it true. He just knows how to make you think that it's true. You know, that's his crap. Like, so, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. It's just like, that's what he's doing. Everything he says is what people want to hear. Can he win the Colorado election? No. Can he win the Republican primary? No. Is he going to be president in 2024? No. He has a less than a 1% chance in my view. And he knows that. So what do you do? You say you're going to take yourself off the ballot and everyone praises you and everyone gives you promotion and you leverage your position for a cabinet position or whatever you want to do. You know, even if it's just speeches or getting booked for a turning point, like he's a, he's smart. I'm not even mad at him. It's just like, if people aren't smart enough to figure this stuff out, then you're just going to be left with what you're left with. You know, it's like, if you're not, it's like the same if like, if you're a hunter, if you're a hunter, you can go get your own food. If you're not a hunter and you rely on the hunter to get your food, you get whatever they give you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the world. It's not a fair world. Like, if you want to be a go-getter and be a man and be a leader, then you lead. And then you create your own rules to some extent. And if you want to be a follower and a cheerleader and a fanboy, then you get whatever scraps they throw to you. I'm not even I'm not even mad about it because I don't live that type of life. Like, I'm not... I'm not going to cheer for Ted Cruz. I'm not going to put him on a stage like Charlie Kurt. I'm going to look him in the eye and tell him, I hope you never for one second in your life again think that you deserve more freedom than me because you injected yourself with synthetic mRNA. I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would say to Ted Cruz. And then we'd be cool as long as he knew that. But people like Ted Cruz get away with it because nobody mans up and tells them what they really feel. You could be peaceful. You could be somewhat respectful. But let another man know that he went too far, that he won't go too far. I do it in my own life, too. There's been people that I invited over and I'm like, bro, you do that again. You're never coming here again. In general, you're probably not coming here again ever. That's my line. You know, I'm not playing, you know, like I'm a nice guy. But it's like, you know, someone crosses the line with me three times. I'm going to let you know that it's unacceptable and you might be upset and you might feel like I shouldn't have done that. But you're going to know not to cross the line again because I'm not joking. You know, it's not a game. I'm not I'm not I'm not. A boy anymore but my new song working class boy is out on january 5th i didn't plan that i just thought that in my head but in general i'll talk about it after <laughs> uh that's 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 what the republican party doesn't do you know so you get what you get the 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 men who run the party give you the scraps that you get so stop complaining you know if you want better results man up and be a man and then you can get results and and one thing i want to say too before i i end this is like when people realize that they're getting scammed by both sides, then all of a sudden they, they go to like, oh, is there going to be a civil war? Is there going to be? No. Who's going to fight who? First of all, your side is not really even on your side. So who are you fighting with? 
you, like what part of it's not left versus right that serious like you think it is? You think Maine, the liberals in Maine are going to march down to Texas? Texas is like 55% blue now. You don't even have your own state, let alone like where, what are you going to march to Austin with your conservative boys and get set up by the feds? You're not going to do anything. You know what I'm saying? There is no civil war because everything's technological now. Everything is tracked now. Everything is digital now. Everything is an information battle. Now you're not going to war with Tim Pool. He's just trying to sell merchandise. It's like everyone's like, oh, if if my party's scamming me, so I need to get really angry. No, at who? Where are you going to go? You're going to get lured to another Fed trap again like they did in, in 2020. It's like you, you can't just go off of these emotions. And it's like, the real revolution is just standing up to these people. You don't have to hurt anybody. You don't have to freak out and go to a Fed trap that you think is some sort of revolution. Just man up. The next time you see Ted, Ted Cruz at an event, boo. The next time you see Ted Cruz in person, let him know man to man that he's way out of line for thinking he deserves more freedom than you uh, on synthetic MR, you know, because he injected himself with synthetic mRNA. If you believe that FISA warrantless spying programs destroyed Trump's presidency, why are you cheering for people that just voted for them? They're no better than Democrats. It's like that's the revolution is being a man. People that are cowards, once they figure this out, they're like, oh, what do I freak out now? At who? Fight with who? I just told you that these people don't care about. You think you're going to fight a war with them against where? You know, you're going to end up at like a Proud Boy versus Antifa setup. And it's going to be like 10 people in the streets yelling at each other, acting annoying. Like that's where you're going to end up. There is no like it's not. It doesn't work like that anymore, you know? And I'm not, I mean, people fight in other countries to some extent. I know what happening is Israel and Palestine is insane and Russia and Ukraine. But here it's like, just call out your party. You don't have to go that far. Call out your party and it'll change. Like, it's that easy. You get what I'm saying? <clears throat> when I draw a line in my life, a lot of, I, I've had multiple men in my life that are friends that like, they, they don't understand it. Where they, like, you know, they're just like, I don't get why you're drawing that line. I don't care. That's the line. Well, I don't like it. I don't care. Then I'll never see you again. Well, I don't want to do that. Then get the hell out of my car. Like, I don't know what you don't understand. Like, it seems harsh to men that are so like beta watered down. It's like, I'm a nice guy. I'm a friendly guy. You see me on the street. I'm a nice guy. I'm a good community member. You know what I'm saying? I'm a happy, joyful person, but I'm not a pushover. So if I draw a line and you cross the line, you probably did something really messed up and really stupid. And most people let you get away with it, which is why you keep doing it. I don't let you get away with it because that's my line. I'm not joking. Stop now. And if you won't, bye. I'll never see you again. And if more men did this, it would be a more moral country. But nobody does that anymore. So that's that's the revolution in the Republican Party is just draw the line and let people know you're serious. Like think about all the things that Republicans did to us in the last couple of years, printed trillions of dollars, ran up inflation and lied about it. Biden did too, but that's also the uniparty. You know what I'm saying? Funded a socialist vaccine scheme that was always going to be used against you. Hired the swamp. Who's the Federal Reserve head right now? Jerome Powell. Did Biden hire him? No, Trump did. Who's the FBI director right now? Did Biden hire him? No, Trump did. You know, who did Trump hire for Pete Buttigieg's position? Mitch McConnell's wife. It's like his whole party was the swamp. So think about all the stuff they did to us. And what's the message you get when you go to Turning Point USA? Yay. Yay. Woo. You're incentivizing these men to keep scamming you. Like they, they, they feel no, they feel no opposition. And then people get more mad at me for being a man 
than they get for these people for doing all these things. You would think I took a million dollars from Pfizer the way people are mad at me. But when I point out that Trump took a million dollars from Pfizer and hired a pharmaceutical lobbyist to run the government, they get mad that I said it. That's beta male energy. I'm sorry. I don't care if you're a veteran. I don't care if you work out and you got big muscles. It's beta energy. Okay. I'm not trying to fight you. I'm not trying to battle. You know, our, 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 you know, opposition is the same. You know what I'm saying? We have the same values. It's just like, I'm just trying to be inspirational. Like, wake the hell up. You know, I don't care. It's, it's, it's beta energy. It's so weak. It's like, you know, if you're not man enough to say anything and stand up for yourself, the least you could do is stay out of my way. No, you got to stop me from being a man. Like, that's your mission. That's why the Republican Party's controlled opposition. Complain about the slippery slope in America. Spread it around the world. You know, complain about spying programs. Vote for it. Complain about socialism. Vote for it. Complain about government getting bigger. Make government bigger. And then glorify all the politicians who made government bigger on Turning Point USA with a big government sucks t-shirt on. That's the whole scheme. I'm not making this stuff up. And what I'm saying right now is timeless. It's going to last for decades. This 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 speech is going to make sense in 15 years. There's a reason everybody else is it's a griftathon because late stage MAGAism is going to fall apart because it's not real, you know? Hopefully he does some stuff. Hopefully he builds the wall and, and deports people. But this is going to last the test of time. I don't care if I temporarily lose money. I don't care if I don't get invited to events because I'm not, I don't care. I don't know. I don't know what to really tell you. It's like, do I want to be broke or something? No, but it's like, I'm not going to sacrifice what I believe just to fit in. And that's where people don't understand it. It's like, well, what Vivek did is wasn't illegal. I'm not saying it was illegal. I'm just being honest. Is the reason my reporting was way more accurate than his in 2021, 2022, and most of 2023. And now he's saying everything I want him to say. It's not because I was smarter than Vivek in 2020, 2021, 2022, although I do think I'm on his level. Uh, you know, it's because he was a pharmaceutical CEO at the time. So now that he's running as a Republican, what is he doing? Chat GPT, chat GPT. He's being the great Republican. When you're a pharmaceutical CEO, do you think he was worried about all this stuff that I'm talking about? Of course not. What do pharmaceutical CEOs do when they they run eight different pharma companies? They're flying over to China to do speeches at conferences, and they're you know the government's doling out billions of dollars to to, to tests and vaccines and and pills. You you think he was concerned about this stuff? I just have the man you know and watch my interview with him. I, I'm exactly who I pretend to be. I said it right to his face. I said, listen. In all due respect, buddy, I don't think you didn't know at the time because he said, oh, you know, you knew way ahead of time and I just didn't know. But there's other things that I knew, says you. But I don't believe that you didn't know at the time. I just don't think you cared because your job, it was more profitable to not care and not talk about it than it was to care and talk about it. So that's what you did. And now you're running as a Republican and now you're saying what people want to hear. That's fine. But it's like, you didn't think about the election in 2022 and you called Trump a sore loser like Stacey Abrams. Now you're ultra MAGA just a couple months later. To me, the progression is not necessarily a natural one, but you know, I think he's ambitious and I do think that, you know, maybe he did learn on the campaign trail, but that, you know, that just means he wasn't really paying attention beforehand. But, uh, or, or you know, it, it's like if you're in Hollywood for 10 years and you know what I'm saying? And like, you're making all this money getting Grammys and Emmys or whatever. And then, you know, you like didn't say anything about Trump or Republicans or the persecution or whatever. And then in 2023, you run as a Republican candidate and, and like, just be honest with me. Like, I know there's two options. Maybe you didn't know anything, but you knew in that position in Hollywood, 
It's not profitable to say this. You don't get things when you say this. So you said what they wanted to hear while you were there. And then as soon as you jumped over to the right, the way to make money on the right is by saying the opposite. So it's not like a natural progression, like, oh, you know, 10 years of persecution from Republicans. And I just figured it out in 2023. No, like people believe that because they're, they're, they're foolish. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, if you just think about all these things and put them together, like I said, with the UFC thing, it's just like pattern recognition. Like, I'm just going to go through a few things and, you know, some will get mad. Some will like it. Trump ran on the premise of never taking donor money and never taking corporate money. He said, I'm, I'm so rich. I don't need their money. Right. He won the election. Uh, he also said lock her up and, and campaigned on WikiLeaks. Right. After that, he hired somebody who wants to kill Julian Assange. He gave Hillary Clinton a standing ovation. Then he took hundreds of millions of dollars from corporations and hundreds of millions of dollars from a mega donor. Uh, you just Google it. Um, so he lied about all three of those things, right? Those are three things that he lied about, right? Then 2020 comes around. He claims on social media that he has the federal power to lock the country down and it's not the government, it's him. I don't know if he's telling the truth, but he literally tweeted that. He said, I'm the one doing it. It's the fake news saying that it's governors. I'm doing it. Just like he calls himself the father of the vaccine. Takes a meeting with Bill Gates in 2018. Does an executive order for Big Pharma in 2019. Takes a million dollars from Pfizer. Hires a pharmaceutical lobbyist at HHS and, and Scott Gottlieb, a Pfizer guy at the FDA. Okay. Then he runs around and says the vaccine's his greatest human achievement. After we just went through one of the biggest pharmaceutical scandals in modern history where no one got in even a remote amount of trouble, now the savior of the party is a pharmaceutical CEO who's most famous before this for you know, having a company with the highest IPO in biotech history, upwards of like nearly $200 and it crashed into the ground because he was selling this idea that it was going to work when it never was. So he's skillfully good at misleading people. And, and I'm the bad guy for giving him a journalistic interview because a bunch of naive idiots are like slobbering over politicians and pharmaceutical CEOs. This party is like just as embarrassing as the Democrats, in some ways more embarrassing because we're supposed to be the tough, ethical, logical people. Like when you put it that way, it seems crazy, right? Which part of what I said is not true? I know it's like not the way you want to look at it or whatever, but like which part of what I said is not true? It's all true. That's what happened. Not a single person got held accountable for the pharmaceutical scandal. And now they're pitching to you this pharmaceutical CEO as the new savior and the, and the Trump suck up who's you know, graciously taking himself off the ballot, he was never going to win anyway as a virtue signal to trick naive MAGA people into thinking he's like, so eth it's like, it, it's a joke. You know, it, it's smart. It's, <laughs> it's just so obvious to me. Um, so you want a membership? What do you want a membership to? My YouTube or something? I mean, I got a Patreon. But anyway, the point of this video was just to point out certain stuff. So just to wrap it up, I want to start with the, what I started on because it's it's an interesting thing. I like the UFC. Dude, I'm, I I don't know if I'll ever look at it the same way. I thought Bryce Mitchell got killed. Honestly, he he got punched and he, he started having like uh he started having like seizures. Um it was really sad. Bryce Mitchell's probably my out of everybody, he's probably my favorite fighter and I thought he almost died. I mean, that was like really scary, really sad. I I was really bummed out about that. And he took that fight on short notice. Um, he's such a good guy, such a nice guy. So, honestly, in my opinion, like one of one of the best at interviews, like saying real stuff to me. Um, that was really, really hard to watch. And it sucks. 
you know, I'm, this is off off topic, but whatever, it's, it's the truth. The UFC, they want people to fill in on short notice. Usually when you fight, you have a six-week fight camp or a four-week fight camp, usually at least six weeks. And when you're filling in, you're not even ready to fight. They just pay you a crap load of money. And then what you have to do in the UFC is drain your body and get down to the weight class the day of and then put it back on. So he took that fight for a lot of money, probably drained himself to get to the weight and uh, got punched so hard he almost freaking died. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And uh, it's it's literally my favorite fighter. So I was like bummed out about that. I know they I know they pay a lot of money and sometimes fighters win on short notice. But, you know, I, I would like UFC and Dana White to look at that because recently Volkanovski got head kicked and like really got hurt, you know, on a short notice fight. And Bryce Mitchell got hurt on a short notice fight. I know people win on short notice fights sometimes, but it's it's hard seeing great guys like that get hurt when they probably wouldn't have normally gotten hurt if they had a full camp to train and think about it. So I would like the UFC to like reconsider that rule. Uh, it's hard to watch. But in general, I don't think fighting's fake. It's not. How do you sign up for a membership? Honestly, bro, I, I don't know. If you can't figure it out, save your money, buy yourself something nice or buy my song. It's only a dollar and I don't even care about the money, but I'll tell you about it in a second. But anyway, in the UFC, I think it's real, obviously. But the fight between Sean Strickland and Drickus Duplessis in the stands, they're claiming that it's not good for the sport. They're claiming that there were kids in the way. And when you fight in a cage, it's a sport. When you fight out of a cage, it's assault. It doesn't matter if you're in the stands or on the street. You can go to court for that. If it was really if it was really real and the, or the UFC really didn't want that to happen, they would not promote it on their UFC Instagram page. But go to their UFC Instagram page and they're, and they're promoting the assault in the stands from Strickland and Drickus Duplessis, which either means that they wanted it to happen, that they made it happen, or that they're glorifying it and incentivizing fighters to commit a crime, essentially, because it's good for business, which makes me think it's like WWE now to some extent. They're still really fighting in the cage. As a, as a fan of the sport, I don't like that. And that's how I know that they're lying about one part. It's one of the three things that I said. It can't be anything else. With that being said... It's the same thing with politics. You know, if, if grown men and women want to just idolize people and think they're watching a sports game, you don't deserve a good country. Like you, you don't deserve America to be amazing just because you listen to speeches and rallies and like want it. That That's not how it works. You know, you got to have the discipline and the discernment to ask the tough questions. If you cheer on Ted Cruz when he just sold you out, you deserve failure. If you cheer on Trump and, and don't ask him any journalistic questions after his four years, you deserve to get scammed, you know? And if you can't handle Vivek interviews, then like you don't deserve anything, you know? And the funny thing on Twitter is like three people were like really aggressively like defending him with like paragraphs and like articles and stuff. And I noticed with all three of them, that their entire feed was Vivek. Like one of them made the account two months ago and they only had like nine tweets and they were all Vivek, Vivek, Vivek. These are either probably burner accounts or operative accounts. And it's like, if you're running an operative account, you, you got to retweet others. I'm just giving like advice to a political campaign. If you're going to run, if you're going to run like fake operative accounts to some extent, or, you know, like at least retweet other stuff. So, so people don't think that like, it's just like, you're just like covering for him. You can't have an account where like hundred percent of the stuff is all that it's too obvious. And you know, the off chance that it's something else or just like a huge fan, which it definitely could be um, in general, it's like, it's just weird, but uh, you know, yeah, it's probably a fake account, but in, in general, it's not mean to ask questions. And it's not like, 
there's smart people out there that know how to get you to do stuff. Like they know how to feed you poison and, and tell you it's like, you know, cereal or whatever. Like they, 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 they figured out this stuff and there's the higher IQ somebody is, the better they are at being able to convince you on it. And I'm not asking you to hate everybody and I'm not asking you to like not trust anybody, but a politician is not your family member. You know, the reason I'm here is because every, and the reason I'm not at Turning Point, I probably would have went and tried to do interviews like uh, if they'd even let me in. Last time they tried to not let me in and they told me I couldn't come in. This was two years ago because I tweeted critical stuff of them, but they called me back and said they would let me in. Um, but it was a very difficult process. Like they almost tried to ban me from Turning Point two years ago because I questioned their bullshit. So I'll try to go next year, but uh, Christmas time for me is not time to hang out with Ted Cruz and drink. Um, Christmas time for me is time to, see the people I actually like. So that's why I wasn't there else. I would have tried to go and do my job. But uh, in general, you know, just ask these people questions and show them that, you know, that they're underwhelming and then we could get the good results. Appreciate you guys. Um, I wanted to say too, to the guy that really wants to, um, to the guy that really wants to subscribe, I'm, I appreciate it. I, I got to look at my like YouTube settings. I apologize. I'm the producer of the show. I'm the, uh, I do everything. So it's like, sometimes I get overwhelmed and I can't do everything at once. Cause I'm running like 15 things. But, um, if you would do anything, check the description. I have a song coming out on January 5th. It's called working class boy. It's supposed to be an inspirational song for working class people that, you know, came from nothing or still struggling. Cause, uh, you know, I just, I just wanted to like really hit home talk about a little bit of my upbringing and stuff. So I would say it's my most personal song ever. It's an anthem for the real ones. And if you would pre-order it on iTunes and the reason that I care that much or the reason that I'm even promoting it is because I can hit the billboard charts. And, you know, there's a there's a bunch of different billboard charts for hip hop, for Christian, for country, uh, you know, Hot 100. They have a bunch of charts. One of them is a uh, digital sales and uh, you can get a billboard plaque because of it and hit and like, you know, get an award. And um, me and Bryson did a song a year and a half ago called, or two years ago, I don't even know now, called Controlled. And uh, we hit number two out of every song, every hip hop song in the world, we were the number two most sold song for that week. Number three in hip hop and R&B, number five or six out of any song. It's really difficult to do. I've tried to do it since because I thought it was easy after that point. It's not. Uh, there's a lot of songs. It's, it's, it's like impossible to even hit the top 100 sometimes because think about all the money going into the industry. So I have to just order it, but uh, online and like confirm it, but I want a billboard plaque for that. It's pretty dope. That's something I could put on the wall, show my family and, uh, you know, keep forever. So that's really my goal. I don't care about the money that much. It's a dollar 25, I think now to buy the song, it's less than a cup of coffee, but, uh, you know, it's pretty cool to beat mainstream media artists with big budgets and major labels and managers and all this stuff with pretty much none of that. So appreciate you guys. It's called working class boy. If you would, I am super, super grateful when people do this stuff. Like it's a dollar 25 coffee, it, at least where I live now is like three 30. Some people are charging four bucks for it. A dollar 25 is nothing. You know, it's not going to like make me rich or anything. It's streams would probably do that if it got like hundred million streams, but in general, um, you know, I just want to get a billboard plaque again. It's pretty tight. Honestly, that's, I care about that a little bit more. So if you would, I appreciate it. Thank you. Pre-order it. The pre-orders count. And then when it comes out January 5th, you'll get it on your iTunes. You could stream it anywhere, but you know, I really want to try to hit that digital sales, uh, billboard chart. It's pretty tight working class boy. I'm really proud of the song. I think it came out great. I talk about a little bit of my upbringing and, and the vibe of it is basically like, you know, 
I came from nothing. I'm not. I'm not playing around. I'm. A, I'm a working class boy. That's. That's where I. That's how I was raised. And uh, you know, by a working class family. And hopefully, it's a good message for the kids. It's. It's not degenerate. It doesn't curse. I don't talk about. I mean, I, I tell some like uh, maybe bad things that happen, or I wouldn't even say bad. It's just like I talk about dropping out of college, dropping out of school, having to be on the bus stop with gang members like in LA when I had no money. It's like I had to take the bus at like 5 a.m. in an hour just to get like 10, 15 bucks an hour. That's my real story. I mean, some someone said the other day on Twitter, not that I even care. I think it was like a Vivek bot, but they were like, oh, Anomaly's never had a real job in his life. And it's like, you could say that, but I've had like 20 real jobs. I mean, I moved to, I moved to LA when I was 23 years old on a music deal and um it it didn't really work out i mean I, it got me there and it paid for me to be there and record and stuff but then after that you know and that i earned that uh, as well after a couple of months or six months i moved out on my own 23 years old no car i put everything i own in two suitcases anything that didn't uh fit i, I just gave away to the people in west virginia that i was around because i went to school there dropped out moved back so um flew from west virginia to uh california no money, no car, literally own nothing, had nothing to my name, never asked my family for a dollar, never asked my father, my mother for, for, I paid rent every month. I had dozens of jobs. I did whatever I had to do, take a bus an hour away, take a train, you know what I'm saying? Put, put out a thousand, uh, uh, you know, I would say re resumes, just handing them out, trying to get jobs here, there. I, I drove a milk truck. I, I did social media marketing. I did everything. So you know, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, I, I harnessed that energy of where I came from, what I did to get here in a song, and it's out on January 5th. It's called Working Class Boy, and uh, if you pre-order it, it just saves, you know, all that gets added up, and then when the song drops on January 5th, it, it'll, like, premiere on the charts. Hopefully, hopefully Kanye doesn't drop his album that week, because that's going to suck, because Kanye is absolutely a superstar, and then he'll probably kill me with all the songs. So I'm praying that Kanye drops it either now or like, you know, he delays it for three months because I'm screwed. If Kanye drops his album the day my song comes out, it, it's going to be hard to outsell that guy. So appreciate it. Uh, God bless y'all. AJ said, Anomaly still begging for money. I just told you, I don't care about a dollar 25. It's not, it's not going to blow my, even if a hundred people buy it, it's like, I'm not going to beg for a hundred dollars. I got to beg for more. I'll get on my knees for, no, I'm just, I'm joking, but I, you know, 20,000 and uh, I'll, I'll act like a dog No, but um, jokes aside, it's just, I want a billboard plaque, bro. And I got one. So you say what you want. I got a billboard plaque. Um, you're here every, every time you, t I might, I might just filibuster now. Every time you comment and watch you're, you're paying me. So if you don't want me to make money, just stop watching, which I'm fine with. You could watch a tutorial, how to cook a pumpkin pie tutorial, how to make an oat milk latte tutorial, how to, you know, fix your garage tutorial. You could do like a, you know, you can watch a Morgan Wallen video. You can watch Garth Brooks live with Amazon music. There's a lot of options out here. You know, you don't, you don't have to tune in and cry. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> all right. Have, Merry Christmas guys. And Merry Christmas to my Christians. Merry Christmas to my to my non-Christians, because I have to be a real Christian and, and shove it down your throat. And then also, you know, happy holidays to everybody else. But I but I have to jam that Merry Christmas down your throat before I say happy holidays. Um, but yeah, song.link slash working class boy is in the bio, it's in the description. Check it out. Thank you guys, and uh God bless. 
Hey, what's going on my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com, check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States, handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me, support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week. It's annoying. So I don't do it. Stayintouchwithme.com. It helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me slash dreamrarechat or at dreamrarechat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there. Sometimes I have some bonus content and I try to give people a heads up when Facebook or YouTube won't. Dreamrarechat at Telegram. My Instagram is at dreamrare. Thanks for everybody following there for shorter content. And dreamrarelinks.com. That's dreamrarelinks.com. Has all my stuff. My podcast on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.